what's the worry here, Nick? You've lost some of your talent as an actor? No. <laughs> what did he say? He says he loves you, but he went in a different direction. I'm done. I'm quitting acting. Tell the trades it was a tremendous honor to be a part of storytelling and myth-making. We got another offer. It's a million bucks. It's to attend a wealthy gentleman's birthday party. I would never do that. It's the easiest gig ever. You play yourself. What do we know about this guy anyway? Is he into something strange? It's not like he's gonna want you to suck his dick or fuck his wife or watch you watch him fuck his wife. I wouldn't think so. Welcome to Mallorca, Mr. Cage. The guy that owns this house, what's his name? Javi. Is Javi gonna want me to, uh... I am Javi. Nick Cage. God, this place is stunning. What is your favorite movie? That's one of those questions that's impossible to answer. You can't just limit it to one. Imagine me and you. I do. Is it too much? Is this supposed to be me? It's grotesque. I'll give you 20,000 for it. Position. I think that's the actor Nick Cage. Nick Cage? I love you. Have you seen Crudes 2? I'm 44 years old. Why the fuck would I see Crudes 2? I've seen Face Off and Con Air. What do you guys want? We're with Central Intelligence. Do you know who you're spending time with? One of the most ruthless men on the face of this planet. I need you to help the U.S. government. Let's kill this world. Find a way into that room, Nick. I see myself doing more of this stuff. I think I might have a real gift for it. Good, because we got another mission for you. No, 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 no. Your friend is working for the U.S. government. Don't lie to me. Are those my golden guns? They're my golden guns. I don't want to kill you. You're the last person I want to kill. I love you. I love you. You just be I'm Nick fucking... Welcome back to the Movie Bar Podcast, the average movie podcast for average movie fans by average movie fans. The bar is now open. Welcome to episode 74. I am your host, John, and I am here with my best friend and cohort. I'm Justin. And even though he said he was going to be here, he is not here. That's so Kyle. So instead of has Kyle seen it, it's going to be that's so Kyle not to show up. But oh, Jesus. how you doing this week? It's going. It's going. Yeah, I feel you. It's been raining all day here. We had a power outage this morning. So, oh yeah. It's been nice here. Lucky. <laughs> we had a hurricane Saturday, a Friday night and a Saturday. So. But still standing. It wasn't, it wasn't that big, so I haven't heard about it. So yeah, no, they were playing it up like oh, because coastland. But I guess it stayed out to sea. But 
which leads us into housekeeping. Um, so me and Hunter went to Terracon this past Saturday, bought the elements and made our way out to Marlboro, Mass. And it was interesting to say the least. Um, you know, I had been to Monster Expo, halfway to Halloween Monster Expo and Silver Scream Con. My first time going to Terracon. This is a little different than um, the other ones I had been to, but uh, we started off. Uh, the main goal was for Hunter to meet wrestling legend Mick Foley, aka Mankind, aka Cactus Jack, aka Dude Love, and um, so we 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 got in about twenty five minutes earlier than they said because it was starting to rain. They let us in. And we made a beeline to find Mick Foley's table, which we walked past four times because all it was was a little eight by ten sign that said Mick Foley. Sounds so good. we got in line. Um, we were third in line, and kind of looking around, like John Kesser from Tales from the Crypt was next to him. Um, Mandy Rose was behind us with a long line of creepy dudes. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> and um, so we're waiting and you know celebrities are going up to their tables and we're still waiting now it's like 10 15 10 30 10 40 I had two dumbasses behind us I like like half the shit they were saying was so stupid so I said to Hunter I said well let's go walk around and we'll find some other celebrities to meet and we'll come back so instantly we had to make it right over to the Five Nights at Freddy's table where we met um, Jess Wes and Kevin Foster, I believe. They play Chica and Freddy Fazbear, uh, respectively. So of course, Hunter had to get a picture and an autograph from each of them. And um, he had a nice talk about Five Nights at Freddy's with each of them. And then we went back over to Mick Foley's table. He was now there, and the two dumbasses behind me were just now getting up to Mick Foley. And this was like 45 minutes after we had left. So um, he went up, got to meet Mick. Mick complimented my hatchet shirt because he's a big hatchet fan, apparently. And Hunter took his pitches and we went over. We took a selfie with Danielle Harris, in which the little cheese ball got his hug and was boasting about that the rest of the day. I'm sure. And then we went over and we met Serena Vincent from um, Cabin Fever, the original. And she was a Power Ranger and some Disney show. She was cool and. We walked around the convention a little bit, checked out all the little shops they had, and they had like toy stores and all this other stuff. And then we made our last stop over at Derek Mears, who played Jason in the Friday the 13th remake, and he played Swamp Thing. Mm -hmm. So he was cool, and he, we were talking about Rock and Shock. He was like, do I know you from Rock and Shock? I was like, I never made it. And he was like, oh, you look familiar. I don't know. But... um. So yeah, that was our Terracon day. And then we went and had lunch at um, Raising Cane's, which is a chicken finger place I had never been.
been to. Yeah, it's from the south, I think. Yeah, I've heard yeah. of it. Very, very expensive. I've heard it. We got kids' mail was two chicken fingers and fries and a drink for like twelve dollars. Oh. And I got the four-piece meal with the coleslaw and the bread and the fries and the drink, and that was like fifteen, sixteen dollars. So. Yeah. No, so yeah, yeah. So that was Terracon. That's it for now until Monster Expo on the sixteenth. So. Yeah. Any news stories? New trailers? Uh, I haven't seen anything. Yeah. Interesting yet. Yeah. All right. What have you watched this week? Well, apparently this is like Nick Cage week or something. So I've seen Con Air. Saw The Rock. Gone in 60 seconds. Unbearable weight of massive talent. Uh, and then I get stuck in The Wrestlers. Watched a few episodes of that on Netflix. That was pretty good. Pretty good. And then I watched a little bit of Talladega Nights and the Water Boy. Shake and bake. Shake and bake. Um, that's cool. Yeah, I haven't watched that in a while. Neither one of those, actually, the Water Boy or um, Shake and Bake. Uh, it's been a Talladega while for the Water Boy. So you know that there was they announced that they were going to make a Captain Insano action figure from AEW based off his. Big Show's appearance in the Waterboy, but that never came true. But uh, we'll see. So, I've been watching a lot of Sons of Anarchy lately. Um, I watched uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the remake, and the unbearable weight of massive talent. And that's it. That's all I've watched. Kyle, what have you watched? Oh, that's right. You're not here again. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, I'll start off with our picks of the week. Uh, my pick is Friday the 13th from 2009. <laughs> Against the advice of locals and police, Clay, played by Jared Paldecki. Padalecki. Padalecki. Sky was the eerie woods surrounding Crystal Lake for his missing sister, but the rotting cabins of the abandoned summer camp are not the only things he finds. Hockey mask killer Jason Voorhees, played by Derek Mayers, lies in the wait for a chance to use his razor-sharp machete on Clay and the group of college students who have come to the forest to party. Originally released on Friday, uh, February 13, 2009, directed by Marcus Nispel. Um, I remember seeing this in theaters in Germany when this first came out. This has, like, the best opening credits ever. It's, like, 15 minutes long, and it's just bloody and boobies and everything else so everything you want in a horror movie so. uh, John not surprised by any of that shut up <laughs> well my pick is Dutch working man Dutch played by America's favorite dad Ed O'Neill is dating the divorced Natalie played by Joe Beth Williams and he offers a drop to drive her stuffy 13-year-old boy, Doyle, played by Ethan Randall, from his private school in Atlanta to his mother's home in Chicago for Thanksgiving. Doyle is not interested as he blames Natalie for the divorce and wants nothing to do with mom's new boyfriend, especially given the man's lowly working class roots. 
This pairing makes for a journey filled with bickering, mishaps, and eventually bonding. Originally released July 19th, 1991, directed by Peter Feynman. This is a great little movie. Good little road trip movie. But you didn't put this in what you watched this week, did you? I didn't watch it. I I was going to watch it and then other movies. I had never heard of it until you said it and then... What? I I never heard of it. You lie. You haven't seen Dutch? No, and then after you said it, I was scrolling through HBO Max and I saw Dutch. That's why I was going to watch it because it was on there. Okay. And I, and I, like I kind of like scrolled through it quick, and then I was like, "Oh, maybe that's what he was talking about." That's and then cool. when I was reading it, like it sounds good, I, I do want to check it out, but I just have to finish Santa Anarchy first. Movie. So a very very good movie. All right, it is now time for our main topic. Uh, this week we are covering the unbearable weight of massive talent, which was released on April twenty second, two thousand twenty two, directed by Tom Gormican. Had a budget of thirty million. Had a box office of twenty nine point one million. Was distributed by Lionsgate. Is rated R, and has a runtime of one hour and forty five minutes. And it is not streaming anywhere, but it is available to buy. Yeah, it's I streaming mean, on Stars if you have a subscription. Stars if you have a subscription, but it's also available for sale on all digital media platforms. Yes, it is. So now for our wonderful cast of characters. We have Senior Nicolas Cage as a fictionalized version of himself. He also portrays Nicky Cage, uh, credited by Cage's birth name, Nicholas Kim Coppola. He's a figment of Cage's imagination, seen as a younger version of himself. Um, you got Pedro Pascal as Javi Gutierrez, a billionaire, Cage super fan. Sharon Horgan as Olivia Henson, retired film artist and Cage's ex-wife. Lily Moshin as Addie Cage, Cage's daughter. Tiffany Haddish as Vivian Etten, CIA agent. Ike Barinholtz as Martin Etten, a CIA agent. Alessandra Mastronardi as Gabriella Lucchesi, Javi's assistant. Paco Leon as Lucas Gutierrez, Javi's cousin and infamous arms dealer. Jacob Scipio as Carlos, one of Lucas's men. Neil Patrick Harris as Richard Fink, Cage's agent. Katrina Vankanov as Maria, a kidnapping victim. David Gordon Green as himself, a film director who declines Cage's role. Uh, Demi Moore as Olivia Cage, the in-movie fictional ex-wife. Anna McDonald as Eddie Cage, the in-movie fictional daughter. And Joanna Bubbin as Cheryl Cage's therapist. All right. Start us off. So... We open to the classic, classic ending of Con Air with How Can I Live playing in the background. And you get uh, just some girl watching Con Air with her boyfriend saying how much they love Nicolas Cage. You get a ring-a-ding-ding at the doorbell thinking it's the food. No, 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 we've got armed men attacking. You get a little action scene here. Comes in, beats the guy over the back of the head with a gun. Kind of gets up, gets away, till she turns around and gets absolutely hammered in the head. <laughs> that was a sick shot. Kidnapped. That was a good one. Um, which sets the uh, little bit of background there for you. And then we come around to 
one and only Nicolas Cage rolling around town in his car there, pulls up to the old uh, restaurant to have the meeting there with the uh, director, uh, David Gordon Green there. Yep. What you what you think about this one there, Johnny boy? Like, that's how I picture Nicolas Cage in real life. Like, exactly. Yeah! You know, hyping himself up like... <laughs> You know, you see a lot of his movies, and you know he he does that. You know, oh you know, yeah, he's got the crazy, crazy eyes, eyes, and and you know, and then at first I thought that was a house that he pulled up into. I didn't realize that was a restaurant. That's a very fancy restaurant, if you ask yeah, me. Yeah. Hollywood, and, you know. Then he's like, I can do a Boston accent. That didn't sound like a Boston accent. Like, no, 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 it didn't. And. It just- crazy little read yeah there on the sidewalk yeah and yeah that, that that was interesting but that's how i picture nicholas cage in real life and i've heard stories from i mean that's how everybody pictures him you know just based on you know internet memes his movies and like i heard he showed up to a meeting, like he showed up to a meeting one time in white leather pants leather sh- shirt and jacket and then got mad because he spilled fucking cocktail sauce on it. <laughs> like, well, I mean, he's he's not known for being good with his money. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, this this whole movie makes sense <laughs> in a way. So, yep, he has his little meeting there. Then you know, we we meet uh, meet. Uh, Neil the therapist. Well, no, we met the therapist first with his daughter. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You meet the therapist and the daughter. You know, typical teenage daughter, but not so typical dad. You know, arguing over him, forcing her to, you know, like things that he likes and all that. Which, you know, again, like, it's not just Nicholas Cage. Like, I just picture that to be every Hollywood star. You know, yeah, kind of. Oh no, this is where the inspiration comes from. You know this, and this was so great, and you know, or any you know, big actor. I should yeah. say, not Hollywood star, but a actor, actor. Um, which I mean, you know, I mean it. I'm sure if we were big movie stars like that too, you know. I mean, how many times are we showing people here comes a boom because we're extras in it? Like, yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean, I get it. It's, but again, you know, it, it's nice to see that other side of it in there. Just kind of thrown in. Makes for, you know, to kind of learn the dynamic that he has going on there. Because yeah. again, you know, it's, you know, again, it's fictionalized. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a wee bit overblown. But we don't know how they live their life. You know, we don't know. You know, we can. All, we only get these two-hour snippets. You know. Yeah. So it. I mean, you kind of hope it's it's not like that, but you kind of expect it to be like that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you hear stories of actors on set and all that, and having meltdowns and. You know, I'm going to my trailer, and you're like, shit, well, he seems so nice, but, you know, so, I don't know. It, yeah. 
but he drops her off at home. You know, you meet you meet the ex-wife there and warning him that he needs to be there for the birthday party. Big sweet 16 birthday party. And he's kept coming up. And he kind of tells her about his meeting with the director there, how he feels that, you know, this is the one. This is the yeah. one that brings him back. Even though he hasn't gone anywhere. Don't forget, he hasn't gone anywhere. But now you get to meet his, his agent here. The old Neil Patrick Harris. Nice and little relaxing massage. Getting beat with like, what were those? Fucking <laughs> tree branches? Yeah, tree branches or whatever. What they're talking about. You know, everything obviously going on. And he brings up this offer. One million dollars. One million dollars. Just to Show up at a birthday, birthday party. party. Yeah. Which, you know, I mean... I get his reaction. I mean, you don't want to be a clown, but I don't know. If somebody offered me a million dollars, I'd be more than willing to go to somebody's birthday party for a million dollars. Whatever you want me to do. You want me to be a clown? I'll dress up as a yeah, fucking clown. I will be a clown. Bring it. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, you know, but, so. You know, he doesn't want to do it. He's really harping on this whole part that he thinks he's going to be able to get. Uh, from the director there. So he takes that knowledge, then he heads home. He's back and uh, this point he's heading into the party. Yeah. Where as he's walking through the door, he gets the phone call that he did not want to get. And that the director has decided to go in a different direction. Yep. So what does any big star do when he loses that spot he starts drinking and they show him having a couple shots of the old whiskey or whatever it was there and you know his wife ex-wife comes in you know tells him they're gonna do cake so it's time to head on out there and they have the cake and he just kind of walks out there they sing the happy birthday and then he's Woo! all right everybody over to the piano yeah and then he does the typical drunk dad birthday party thing. Tells what isn't an embarrassing story, but because all the friends are there and the age that she is, it's an embarrassing story. And then starts to serenade her with a lovely song that he began writing when she was nine. I mean, <laughs> he's not are you writing a song for James. No. I do not, I don't, I don't, I'm, that's not my deal. <laughs> I'm not musically inclined in any way, shape, or form. Nah, not nor do I claim to be. So, what did you think of this little family embarrassment scene here? Uh, I could see that. I could see that happening. Um, I see it yeah. long ago. Yeah, we were mad, <laughs> He's going to kill you if you ever saw this, just so you know. <laughs> um, I mean, that happens at everybody's birthday party. Something embarrassing happens. And, you know, whether it's knocking down a tiki torch or setting the grass on fire or something, you know. Mm -hmm. um, uh, breaking a railing on a porch. Yeah. 
yeah, whatever. I mean, it happened to all be at Hunter's birthday party in the same year, but <laughs> I mean, it's, get but what no, you get, it, right? Yeah, it, I mean, but because she's 16, it's embarrassing. So, yeah. But hey, her dad's Nicholas Cage. You can do whatever the fuck you wants. Pretty much. Pretty much. But uh, so, yeah, he embarrasses the crap out of everybody. You know, ex wife takes him home. And off he goes to the big party, take his million dollars, go off to the party, see what's going to happen. Well, that's after getting locked out of his hotel that he apparently owes $600,000 yes, to. Yes, But they yeah. like having him there. They do like having him. You know, and so, yeah. But off he goes. So next we get him landing here at the airport. We're introduced to the CIA agents um, who are waiting for the arrival of some guests. They don't, they don't actually know who it is. But yeah. They, they believe Javi to be, you know, an arms dealer. So boy, oh boy, aren't they shocked when Nicolas Cage comes stepping off of that plane. Uh, Vivian doesn't want to, but uh, I mean, Martin doesn't want to. He's like, I'm done. Pull out, pull out, pull out. Yeah, but Vivian's like, Yeah, I'm gonna do I'm a big fan, you know, takes a picture, you know, for her nephew, puts the GPS signal in his jacket. How the fuck he doesn't realize that, but because you know, once somebody starts touching you, moving you, taking pictures, and all that, yeah, you don't feel it. That's how pickpockets get you, tourists. Yeah, um, that's true. That's true. Well, yeah, she plants the bug, and she's off and on her way, and he's off to meet his host. So goes off. It's on a. It's on a boat. It's over the island. It's got to take the phone call first. Yeah, so it gets off Los the boat Angeles on the island to take the phone call there. Yeah, gonna take the phone call and realize that his host is driving the boat. <laughs> but I mean, hey, he's Nicholas Cage. Um, I I did like you know when he when he does get there and he's asking about you know what's it going on and asking him. <laughs> it's not gonna be anything, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh... Well, what did he say? It was like I'm not, I'm not fucking your wife. You're... Not watching yeah. you fuck your wife. Not doing anything. fucking you. <laughs> yeah, this. But I mean, you know, awkward. Which, I mean, come on, you know, he's a star. And he's going to some. He doesn't know what the hell's going on. Yeah. Because you, know? you know, what kind of grown man gives a million dollars to you know a movie star to show up to his birthday party? It's just well, weird to me anyway. Well, we learned this yeah. is an ulterior motive. You want well, yeah, we, we learned that, but... But he doesn't. He doesn't know that because he was already supposed to have been given that yeah. before coming. So we do learn about this, the, the script or the screenplay that he has sent through his talking with his assistant here. Um, you know, talking about how, you know... Wanted to ask about, you know... He's too nervous, too busy. And then uh, yeah, Javi comes down to the poolside to join Mr. Cage, and that's where we'll, we'll nickel meet Lucas and uh, 
and then a Gabriella. Yep. That was a fun little uh, interaction. We, you know, he's trying to gently hint that, you know, have you read my screenplay yet? And here comes, here comes his cousin, you know, asking, oh, how does it feel to be a, you know, having been a big star and all this, you know? And he's like, well, you know, I'm retired now, which is a bombshell to these guys. Um, they don't know about the phone call that he made to his agent on his answering machine. Yeah. That I didn't mention. Um, <laughs> so that. No, he made. That was the call in the hallway when outside yeah, of his. That was room. before he took the plane, though. And he uh, kept saying, I'm retired, I'm retired. And the signal kept kind of. What, what, what'd you say? Yeah, what? <laughs> yeah. Mm -hmm. But, oh yeah, that's right. It wasn't a machine. It was a yeah. We kept cutting out. Um, but yeah, so he tells him that, and then you yeah, Lucas makes that crack about him having used to have been a star, and then he just gets up and walks into the pool with his drink in hand. Yep, sitting on the bottom, just hoping that, to not float back up. That's rock bottom right there. I tell you what, it is. Javi, Javi jumps in. He rescues him. And then the next scene, you get the shades being ripped open and him in a hangover getting woken up by Gabriella. She's a feisty little one, isn't she? She is a feisty minx. Uh, uh, you're going to watch this movie. Uh, no, I'm not. <laughs> See, I'm still jet-lagged. <laughs> okay. You know, if Javi, Javi's going to go up to the cliffs and, you know, you should go with him. No, no, no. I'm going to skip that today. I'm, I'm jet lagged. I'm still jet lagged. So, you know, and then she rips the blanket off of him. Oh, no. If Javi wants you to go, you're going to go. So let's go. Yeah. She so, yeah, he, does, he gets up. He goes. And as they're on their way up there, Javi just pulls over. And starts running through the woods saying, oh, no. Oh, no, they're coming. And Nicholas, you know, no idea what's going on. Just keeps running, following them. Not having any idea what's going on. Um, but they stop just short of a cliff. And Javi just starts his, you know, acting. You know, creating a scene to try and make Nick realize the power that he has. And yeah. How he stops acting, it's it's bad for the whole world. The mm -hmm. whole world. Um which, you know, it wins Nick over. Yeah. Clips the switch. They jump off he, the cliff. They jump off that cliff. <laughs> I'm not jumping off that damn cliff. No, yeah. thank you. No way, I, no how. I love when they hit the water, he's like, I didn't realize it was that like that high up. We could have died. <laughs> yeah. I know, right? <laughs> it, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't believe it. Oh, but then they, you know, kind of dry off. Smoke a little smoke a little doobie over here on the, on the shore while you dry off. And Even though he prefers whiskey or bourbon. He does. He does. He does prefer whiskey bourbon, but they dry off and they have nice little... This little bonding conversation over movies where Javi has to ask, you know, the worst question to ask Nicolas Cage, what's your favorite movie? Oh, 
which I mean, Jeez. I get it. I get his answer. You know, it's true. You know, it's you know, it depends on the mood. You know, what kind of mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. where you are, what you're doing. I hate being asked that. I hate that question because it's like I got I got to give at least top five. Yeah. You know. So, yeah, they resolved top three. Javi starts with Face Off, which I mean, it's a good Nicholas Cage that, that, movie. That's a good movie. I like that movie. I don't know if it's the best, but it's it's a good one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he goes with uh, Doctor Caligari there. Yeah. Uh, which is Nick's big movie that he loves. Tried to share with his daughter. She wouldn't have it. We could come up with that third movie. Fucking Omega. Paddington. He's, Paddington. Drag it out of him. And then he's Paddington 2. And Nick is just blown away. No idea what's going on. And then, and then in the next scene, they're watching it. Have you ever seen Paddington 2? No. Neither have I. I have not. Um, but Nick Cage says it's fucking incredible. That's going to be a pick next week, isn't it? No, I don't plan on watching Paddington 1, let alone Paddington 2. But see, this isn't the first time I've heard Paddington 2 is a great fucking movie. I don't... They might have worked on it. I don't know. It must have been bad because all these people like poke fun that it's like the best movie ever. I don't know, but... I don't know. But then, move along to Nick and Nikki having a little heart-to-heart at the bar there. That was a fun one. Yeah. You tell everybody Nikki Cage is a good smoocher. <laughs> and like Nicholas fucking That looked like the digital effects were so awesome with that. It really looked like Nick Cage looked back in the eighties and it did. But, it still had a little bit of a fakeness to it, but Yeah. No, it was good. I, 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 it was more enjoyable the first time I saw it, just you know, the surprise of it all. But yeah, I, it, it, that is a good scene. Um, so he comes walking out of the restaurant bar and is immediately grabbed by two men in black jackets thrown into the back of a black van and swept away by the two CIA agents. Which we learned they are now CIA agents yes, working for the U.S. government. Learning that they're CIA. Um, but they're letting him know that he is right now staying with this horrible, horrible arms dealer. And he just doesn't believe him. He just straight up shuts no. him down. No, he, he knows, knows better. No, He's a him. thespian. He knows better. He has his new age, nouveau, whatever. And I love that when he turns around and goes, oh, no, guys, don't worry about it. No, his acting sense. Oh, no, we get the wrong guy. We can, we can close up <laughs> I love it. Um, this is a great little scene in the back. Him just, you know, it, it's, again, it's how you picture Nick Cage acting in real life. Like, it's it's probably not, but it's how you picture him. Him just being, oh, no, 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 that can't be it. No. Yeah. No, come on. Please. No. I think that's any actor, like, oh, yeah, I know. I, uh, I, I can tell that. No. Yeah. I can read people. I've met lots you. of people. Yeah. But that 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 whole trying to get him to do a thing that 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 was fun little van ride. But eventually they convince him, and uh, now you've got Nick Cage, the spy, going on. 
Uh, he's got to sneak in to get the security footage, the security camera, so they can try and find where this kidnapped girl is. And they give him the uh, the knockout chemical there that he's supposed to put on his hand and not touch himself or anything else. But, you know, knock out the guard if the guard comes in. In which case, he immediately wipes his forehead. <laughs> but did he wipe his forehead? Uh, oh, he did. No, no, I don't know. Did he? Yeah, no. I think I did. I think I did. No, I don't think I did. No, I did. I, no, I, yeah, I don't think. Uh, yeah. Done. Yeah. So he starts feeling the effects pretty quickly. He's wobbling around the room, not knowing what to do. They're panicking. He's just, the guy's just like, fuck this. This is done. How, how do we get out of this? My career is over. I'm going to jail for killing Nicolas Cage. I'm going um, go to work but, at Sonic. Yeah, but she convinces him, and I don't know how, and I don't know why, to climb out on the ledge out yeah, the window. Every person that has is, knockout gas, that's what you do. You climb out the window and climb on the fucking he's windowsill. Fighting, trying to stay standing in a room. <laughs> um, he, so he does. He climbs out on the ledge, manages to get out there just in time, of course, to use magic, and then get into the next room just in time by just flopping. The best is when he gets out, he's almost to the door, and he just starts falling backwards and just. Wake up, Nick! He's blue. <laughs> no, she yells, action. No, when he's almost oh. falling off the thing. So oh, yeah. He comes back, and then he falls into the uh, secured room. By At this point, he's touched himself three more times now with that goddamn <laughs> hand. Um, but he My falls legs are into, like putty. He falls into the safety of the secure room, manages to get the antidote and just as he's about to stab his leg boom it takes hold and he's out out done they're thinking he's dead they're trying everything they're yelling his name trying 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 finally yes as you mentioned she yells action he wakes up jabs his leg we are rocking and rolling baby he is back up to come out to Javi's speech about his father. Now they did not see eye to eye, but they did see eye to eye on guarding Tess. Uh, and at this point, Nicholas, you know, realizes he's got to, you know, he's got to stay a little longer now. You know, tells him, you know, I've read it. It's a good script. But I don't want to be in it. But I want to stay so we can write another movie. Which, I mean, that's what he wants, you know? Javi's happy. Going to have yeah. a partner, you know? Write a good little, write a good script. Maybe a little mm -hmm. buddy movie. An adult drama, if you will. Mm -hmm. So, next... They're going to come come together. They're going to write this movie. And uh, to give a little inspiration, Javi's got some acid. <laughs> and Nick being Nick. Hell, a minute now. He's undercover. He's got to do it. He's got to get down in there. This this whole scene, this them driving 
discussing the movie and all that, talking about, you know, what's going to happen. I mean, again, this is just like I pictured us back sitting there watching movies, just talking back and forth, different ideas and shit. We were never on acid, but... <laughs> Maybe we should have been. Imagine yeah, how far good our ideas would have been then. Probably. Well, I don't think we... Hopefully, we wouldn't have freaked each other out by mentioning that those two guys sitting right over there have been watching them the entire time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love the, the text conversation he's having with them. You know, Oh, you know, have you done anything? You know, no, I haven't. I can't right now. I'm on acid. What the fuck? Yeah. Um. <laughs> and then he gets them all paranoid talking about those two old guys just sitting over there. Just, just, just laugh. Just act natural and laugh. And then he just turns everything. <laughs> yeah. Oh, this whole scene. They get up, they run away in just sheer drug paranoia. As they're running through, they come across, oh, they're at a dead end. They can't get, they can't go around, they gotta go up and over the wall. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Nick goes up and over the wall. Javi, Javi sacrifices himself. He gets down as a stool, tells Nick to start climbing. Nick climbs up on top, and as he's trying to, to get him up, you know, they're having this big emotional, oh no, you go! Don't, don't, I won't leave you. I can't leave you. You're heavier than I thought, but I won't leave you. <laughs> go, go, go. So, Nick, let's go. And <laughs> he climbs over, and Javi walks to the other side of the wall. <laughs> it's really not even that big of a wall. It's That's not a big wall. doesn't go very like, far. But when you're high on acid, you know. You're you're not you're not seeing things correctly. You're thinking things correctly, which uh, I mean, that whole chase that wasn't a chase scene was just fantastic. Yeah, um, I get a lot of yes for you. <laughs> I'll explain why at the end. You're sourpuss. Um, <laughs> we get back to the car. Uh, Javi does not hop in the driver's seat. He uses more Nicolas Cage facts to get Nick in the driver's seat, mentioning how he did all his own stunts and gone in 60 seconds. Yeah. Um, so off and away they go. And they arrive back with Javi. Passed out, fast asleep. Um, Nick uses his opportunity to go check the grounds to find that one room with the, the glass door is there that he's trying to get into. <sighs> uh, finding Nick at this door, Javi, you know, says, you want to go in there? Nick, yeah. It might change the way you think of me. So I got to go in there. Inside they go, and it is a shrine to Nicolas Cage in all of his movies. He's got the chainsaw from Mandy. He's got the little pearls from The Rock. He's got the bunny. Put the bunny back in the box. He's got the guns face off on that horrendously ugly 
But that's how he looked yeah. in that movie. Like, yeah, he looked wax figureish. Well, yeah, well, kind of like, but not, hair, but not like that, you know. But I mean, um, he had his hair like that in the movie. Oh, I know, but that's great. He comes in, but it's so bad he wanted to buy it for twenty thousand dollars. Well, yeah. Even though he, you know, Javier only paid six thousand. It's not for sale. He wants the guns back. No, I think he just wanted the statue. I he likes everything he himself. Yeah. Um, but obviously, that doesn't lead to kidnapping. So Nick now meets back up with Vivian to let him know, you know, she's not in there, and he's. Just high on the screenplay that they're writing, talking all about it. Meanwhile, she's just trying to get more information. Suggests a kidnapping to try and get him to give him other places to look, which leads to a fun little argument. Um, where again, Nick, you know, thinking he's king shit because he's the actor, and they're just spies. They don't know all this stuff. Um, but. You know, she convinces him to use it. So that's what he does. I don't know if I would be pitching things like that to someone while shooting a shotgun. But knowing what he thinks he knows about him. Um, but he does bring up the kidnapping scene here while they're shooting trap out off into the water. Um and Javi does not like this idea. And he gets oh. irrationally angry. Rather but, he, but he understands why. He does. You know. It's his disconnect from his daughter. You know, I, I get it. You're lying, but I get it. You know. You're screaming out for your your you know your family. And Nick has no idea where this this whole conversation is leaving. He just doesn't want to get shot by the shotgun, thinking that Javi is an arms dealer. Um, so Tommy says, you know, like you said, you know, I know what you need. I'll make it happen. We'll get there. So next we get Nicholas Cage waking up to a phone call from Vivian, letting him know that they, they're on to them. Yeah. The arms dealer is on to them. Uh, she's been followed. Which means most likely Nick has been outed and they know about him. Uh, so he, in a rush, gets up, gets dressed, goes running out, trying to uh, cover his tracks, get away. But Javi's there. And Javi finds him and it's no oh, glad. You know, I'm going to show you something and brings him to another room in the house for a lovely surprise of Nick's ex wife and daughter. Uh, and the plot thickens. And the plot thickens, which, I mean, in Nick's mind, you know, think, not knowing, thinking that, you know, he thinks he's a good guy, but having that CIA put the thought that he's an arms dealer in his his head, you know, he's not thinking good thoughts when his wife and no, daughter are in there. Of course not. Uh, and the wife and daughter think that he's dying because that's what, you know, they've basically been told. Um but after the you know the story comes out about I don't know he's not dying actually you know maybe you know 
mentally and creatively and um, dying on the inside not the outside the inside, not the outside um you know they do wind up agreeing to have lunch and then head on off back home which at this lunch um did I do that backwards i don't know i might have um he does attempt to apologize, although not very well. And everybody kind of takes it as a, you know, oh, this is the way he always does it, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. The blame. And they have a fun little roast on him. You know, it's always good to have the dad get roasted, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. We always we always catch the shit in the stick. But uh, during this meeting, uh, they call Javi out and his cousin wants to talk to him. Mm -hmm. So he goes to visit his cousin and sitting there eating some fruit loops. And that was the weirdest box of Kellogg's fruit loops I've well, ever seen. They're in a different country. It doesn't matter. Yes, it does. It is different in every country. I know it they, is, but they taste different too. Yeah, I know. different I'm... ingredients. It's crazy. Um, but he begins to tell him, you know, all about how, you know, this other crime kingpin in Italy is, who has been, is trying to bring their two families together and how, you know, and Javi puts it together that he has kidnapped, you know, this girl, the daughter of this uh, candidate for president. But then he drops the bombshell of Nicolas Cage working with the CIA. And Javi, he denies it. No, 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 no. He didn't know about it. Uh, but he gets the ultimatum that either Lucas kills him or Javi kills Nick. Um, and at this point, Nick is flipping out because now all of a sudden... His daughter, his ex-wife is here. You've got CIA saying that they, they know, so he needs to get out of there. But now he's got the added complication of the kids. Um, so now he realizes he's got to kill Javi, and Javi's going to try and kill him, which just leads to, obviously, our little climactic situation here. So... I like to see when he's staring at the wax figure and sees himself in the reflection. It gives him the idea to take the guns. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But they can have you come together. You know, they, you know, apologize to each other in their way and then decide that they should go take a drive and Go talk about the third act of their movie. Mm -hmm. um, they drive up. As they get there, they have the fun little scene with the shoes. Because <laughs> oh, you look fantastic in those. Oh, you look great in those. And they trade shoes. You want to trade? I mean, like permanently? Yeah. yeah. You could just see the the friendship. It's such a good, yeah. hearty friendship. Um, I can't say we have a traded shoes though. No, because our, our, our shoes don't fit each other's feet. Um, 
And they both get up there, and they both turn around to both try and kill each other. <laughs> Which obviously, I mean, it doesn't happen. They both realize what's going on. They talk out, you know, hash it out. And then they realize they've been followed, and now they're getting shot at because they realize that the gang, you know, they, they need them to die. Either way, one of the two of them has to die, so they're out there to kill both of them now. So as they're running away, um, I love it. They hide behind the rock, and you know he's trying to convince Nick that you know, oh, no, you gotta go, you gotta do the run. I don't have the shoes on anymore. <laughs> I believe he said, I don't have the ankle support. I don't have the ankle support. Yep. Um, but they do wind up getting away. Um, but Addy does wind up getting kidnapped in this in this whole fiasco. So they wind up with the daughter. And he has to come up. They have to come up with a wing. You gotta get the daughter out. Yeah. And they gotta do it. Um, he does get the call from the agents. Who bad guys are trying to lure them back. Uh, they've which, made them. It's over. They've been made. Ike's are the male cop there, whatever his name was, has already been incapacitated. And as they show up, they're trying to they hold her down because they're going to ambush Javi and Nick. But she steals the gun off of a partner there, makes one last stand while getting shot. Mm -hmm. um, and then Nick and all of them arrive to a bloodbath. Um, and now they realize, you know, they, they truly need a way out of this. So Nick... Has a little moment of inflection. Talks with to Nikki. Nikki. Yeah. And you gotta talk to Nikki. Beat up a little bit. Um, but hatches a plan. Nobody's seen this other crime boss in 15 years. He's Nick fucking Cage. Mm -hmm. Good pep and talk. His, That's what and, and his ex-wife just happens to be a former makeup, makeup artist. artist. So they hatch a plan. They're going to walk right through the front door with Nicholas as this old Italian drug dealer, which, I mean, it's so Nicholas Cage. <laughs> There's probably many movies that he's filmed in the last few years that are like that. The shitty makeup with the beard coming on. I loved it. The whole thing. That's just so great. Just the way he had the walk. And <laughs> yeah. Oh, you there. But, you know, the wife, she pulls it off. You know, gives them the old intimidation spiel. Um, but Louis, you know, tells them, go get ready. See you in a few minutes. And we'll discuss deal. While they have this time, Nick, they got to go. They got to go find their daughter, mm -hmm. the kidnapping victim. And as they're down in the basement, uh, they do happen across a guard. They manage to knock out, steal his gun. But then there is the number two guy there. He catches them and brings them into the room where, yes, sure as shit, there is his daughter and the president's daughter. Um, and Nick runs in, 
And, you know, they're kind of, oh, what the hell are you doing here? You're not supposed to do here. Da, 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 da. But Nick gets a drop on him, steals Lucas's gun, kidnaps him. Well, of course, at that point, Lucas realized, oh, it's Nicholas Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> superior <laughs> acting. Um, he does drop down. He gets pinned down to the ground. Then he goes through the whole spiel again about the whole 17 muscles to shoot you. He's just long enough. He turns the gun on Lucas, shoots him, does the cool little action scene. This hobby comes in to try and save him, shoots a couple guys, gets him out of there. Meanwhile, the girls are all out in the car, and the guy's number two keeps getting getting up and getting hit by the car, and then he gets shot by Nick. Well, they come running out. Well, that was a good one. Uh, then you got the chase yeah. as they're trying to get away. Uh, you know, flipping, the, flipping the Jeeps. And then at the end there, it switches over. You get the switch over to the uh, the fake movie there. <laughs> Which all of a sudden, you know, his wife and his daughter are completely different people. <laughs> um, but he winds up there. You get the, you're at the premiere of the movie. Mm-hmm. And Javi is ecstatic their, their movie has opened brilliantly he couldn't he couldn't stay watching he was too nervous standing ovation for nicholas cage by the way standing ovation absolutely uh, um, but nick he leaves to go home and spend some time with his wife ex-wife and daughter and watch a little paddington too all right <laughs> So now I'm going to spoiler alert. John has an unpopular opinion on this movie. Yes, John does I'm have sorry. an unpopular opinion. John, John's getting John's getting Kyle today. Okay. John's getting today. So I'm just going to come out and give my thoughts on the reason you got a lot of yas and head shakes and oh yeah. I mean, there's a few moments that I liked that were funny and, you know, good action. But this to me, Felt like this was something that Nick Cage wrote, and I don't think this was his, this wasn't his idea. I know I know it wasn't, but I, it wasn't written by him. But it was like the way it comes off. I mean, it could have been any actor, really. If you look at it, it could have been a John Travolta or a Wesley. See, Stanley. I I look at it differently. I see. I look at this as somebody saw the internet culture and the memes and all that stuff about. You know the story that is Nick Cage, and managed yeah. to convince Nick Cage that he had this wonderful fantasized, you know, romanticized Nick Cage story that he wanted to tell. But yeah, I mean, it could have been anybody. True, but I think that this, I think this comes from, this comes from, you know, the internet truth. But I so this was written by Tom. Gormacan and Kevin Eaton, who the one uh, Tom was the director, yeah. but honestly, it felt like this was a um, like an ego boost. But that would have been with any act, any actor that played this 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 role that Nicolas Cage played, whether you know, like I said, Travolta, Snipes, Chuck Norris, whoever it would, that's how it would have came off as. 
because you know you look at like you know how these Hollywood actors are. You got the Tom Cruises doing their own stunts and shit like that. It, it's like like an ego trip. And but don't get me wrong, there's good scenes in the movie. But I couldn't. You've missed it. You're too old. Uh, I'm older than you, and you're too old for me. I, I, I mean, see, me, this is the best buddy movie of the last 25 years. Best buddy movie? Of the last 25 years. All the buddy movies that have come out in the last 25 years, you're saying this, this is the better. best. I think this one's better. No. I like this one more. I mean, you look at, like, The Rock and Kevin Hart, some of the movies they've done. It's Will Ferrell forced. and John C. Riley, Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. Yeah, they're more childish. I think this is more, this is more adult drama-ish comedy. I, I, I did. I like, I liked it. And, and, and the way that they used the fictionalized Nick Cage. I think that the way that they used it and the way him and Pedro worked together and the way they built that, that, you know, on screen, uh, bromance, if you will, I, I think it worked well. I think it was great. I, 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 I can picture, you know, that being any two buddies having a good old time. I, I love this one. I think it's great. Well, I mean, I mean, I would have loved to have had Kyle's take on this movie. I know we've talked about it in the past. He liked it. He, he did like it. I just, it wasn't for me. That's all. Like, You're so weird. And I like Nicolas Cage movies. The I movies love I expect you to like, you don't. You're weird. I, uh, my taste has changed. Like, You're old. I'm You're getting boomerang. old, yeah. I Look am. out. You're boomerang. Look out. Boomer, motherfucker. Next he's going to come out and be like, he doesn't have John Wayne in it. I'm not watching it. Yeah. <laughs> I want it's to no, do. It's <laughs> no fucking Clint Eastwood, all right? Uh, oh, all right. Let's go through our so breakdowns here. So funny. The setting. A beautiful setting. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, if you're going to get paid a million dollars to go to a birthday party, and he kind of needs to look like that. Yeah. Or else person probably couldn't afford the million dollars uh, <laughs> yeah all right i'm it, it's listed here and i am 100 behind the concept of this movie okay you're behind it i'm not i, I we just I, discussed I, this i mean i i kind of see where you're coming from for it but how many times have you watched this movie i've seen this movie four or five times Four or five times. Okay. This was my first time watching it. Yes, I know. And I only agreed to watch it as if we did a watch along. But so I did one. Maybe it will take me. Maybe this is one of those movies that takes me two or three times to watch it for me to like it. No, I don't know. I, I loved it immediately. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah, I. I can't. See, I I looked at it. I look at it more as Nicolas Cage. Not, 
I don't think he used it as to like kind of stroke his ego. I think he more used it as I see what you're doing. I think he more accepted the internet meme version of himself and went with it. That's the way I see this movie is coming off. Okay. I, I don't get see that. it as an ego trip. I see him because the the memes of him have been around for years before this came yeah. out, you know, and of this movie made a ton of them too. But I mean, he, you know, the, 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 the pillow that's been around forever. Um, so, I mean, I think that this was just him accepting that and kind of playing along with the internet. Yeah. That's how I see it. I it mean, took me a few minutes to think of what, what I was thinking of, but you know, I think that's how it was. He was just kind of seeing it. Because, yeah, there are those stories that he is that eccentric, which I guess, you know, you kind of have to believe. He bought fucking castles and he didn't have the money for it. Yeah. Um, so, but again, I, I think he just embraced it and just went with it. Which and, more actors need to do. Yeah, but I mean, it's like, I you know, it felt like an ego trip. I'm not saying that it was an ego trip, yeah. you know, because it's like you look at it, he's an action star. So now all of a sudden he thinks he's in the CIA and, you know, he, he, he does all this cool shit that, but we don't know yeah, how he whole, is in real life. But and, like the whole way through it though, even though too, like even with like the whole spy shit, like he'd get through the thing and he was like, yeah, I could see myself doing this. I could see myself using my skills to get behind enemy lines and like, oh, that's good because we got one more thing for you. Oh, fuck no, I'm not doing yeah. it. Yeah. You know, so they, they, they still have that throughout where, you know, it's yeah. not like he doubts himself playing but... that whole, I'm the macho man, I can do this every time. You know, he still has that, no, I'm not fucking doing that again. Are you fucking crazy? <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I'll have to watch it again to see if my opinion changes, but like, when the movie ended, I was like, that just felt like a fucking ego trip. Like, I just if he, don't, if I he don't, had written it, too, I, I would have been like, yeah, that's a well, fucking if he had ego written trip. It, yeah, I would say it was an ego but, trip. But I just, I but think I'm sure you any actor, a wrong message from this movie. I must have. <laughs> and, and so I said, like, after I watched it, I started thinking, I was like, okay, if somebody like The Rock played that character, I could see that. I could see him, that would be, I'd have the same concept but of here's the thing. It's an ego trip. I think The Rock plays that character in all of his Kevin Hart movies. What, the, like, ego trip? Or the... The, the kind of, the aloof kind of, I am the bigger in this. Like, I just, I don't know, I just feel that, like the rock kind of plays the same thing every time, so it's not it's not as good a comparison. Okay, so let's use so let's say Chuck Norris. All the shit that's been said about him over the decades. He's begun embracing it though. Yeah. He used the tiger joke on a freaking interviewer. <laughs> yeah, and you know, if this was Chuck Norris, and who knows, I would maybe love, I want to see Chuck Norris do that. I, that would be interesting. I would but, love to see that. That'd be awesome. But he's too old now. He's never too old. Don't say that. 
Then he's going to break through my door and punch me. Yeah. I'm trying to see if there was anything on Internet Movie Database. Um, no, there's nothing in there about. So Nicholas uh, Cage thought that Javier was the best written character in the movie so much he even asked to trade parts. <laughs> As he thought of playing his own biggest fan was more meta than him playing himself. It wasn't until Pedro Pascal was cast that Cage eventually relented. That would have uh, been good. I think that would have been good too, even if it had it been the other way around. Had he played the big fan, I think that would have been good too. At the end of principal photography, the whole cast was gifted a pillow with Nicolas Cage's face on it, each one autographed by him. I don't doubt it. That pillow has been a meme for longer than he has been a meme. (laughs) So, okay. What's our next question? Uh, We'll get right into the length. For an action movie, it was a good length, an hour and 47 minutes. Yeah, a little longer than most. Had a little bit of time. You had to have a little build build up. Yeah. A lot of good funny scenes. I think so. It didn't didn't lag very much. You know, there wasn't very many, there wasn't much downtime. You know, he was either in it or finding his way onto it. Yeah. Acting, directing. I mean, could you fuck up playing yourself? I mean, don't. I mean, <laughs> if, you're, if you're playing an exaggerated, fictionalized version yeah. of yourself, sure. Um, I mean, sometimes that fails. Although, I mean, in a way, that would be what The Rock should be ideal for. And that's what he's supposed to, you know, that's what he is in the wrestling ring, a bigger, exaggerated version of himself. Yeah. Um, but... Um, There were no kills. There was no horror. There was no slashing. There was some action. What was your favorite scene in the movie? My favorite scene. Don't you dare say the end credits. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I say when he's driving in his car, kind of hyping himself up, because that's I could see Nicolas Cage doing that, and then. You know, the scene when they jump off the cliff and they land in the water. He's like, yeah, I didn't realize it was that high. <laughs> or even I, the scene with the, the knockout gas, too. Uh, yeah, that was good. I, I'd, I'd have to go with the whole, you know, the acid trip of the wall, the chase. Yeah. The old men. That that was great. That I can see that being that that alone right there. That could be any pair of teenagers who got into whatever, you know, dad's alcohol or whatever. That 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 right there is like, well, that could happen to anybody. Um, that would have been us if we did an acid trip back then. Yeah, the probably. I'd have been pulling your ass off a wall. Um, <laughs> do we recommend this movie? You know, we know that I do. I re- like, it wasn't for me, but I recommend it. If you like action and comedy, check it out. If you like Nicolas Cage, check it out. Perfect blend of action and comedy. Mm-hmm. IMDb gave it 7 out of 10. Rotten Tomatoes, 
Letterbox 3.4. Letterbox is low compared to everybody. I don't know. 3.4 out of 5. So that's really, yeah. it's about a 7. Yeah. Yeah. Give it. I give it three. Three mugs. Okay. I give it a four and three quarters. So you didn't ask the important questions here. Which sequel important? potential. Could you see a sequel made of this? Um yeah. Totally could. They gotta make a sequel to their movie. Yeah, but now he knows that it's a movie. Like, what? Now he would know. Like, I think John missed a lot. What do you mean? So, do you do do you think that he was acting in a movie? Like, like I'm I'm confused where you're going with this. No. So they make a movie based off of this. Yeah, based off of their adventure together. Shared adventure. Uh-huh. But there were certain scenes in it that made it felt like they were making a movie. Like when they run off the cliff and he's like, oh, the general's coming. Yeah. And, you know, Nick Cage is like, oh, you know, you know, I'm dealing with an arms dealer and all that shit, you know. But how would you go with a sequel to this? I don't know. I think. (laughs) I mean, it's 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 I don't know. It's a buddy movie. Find another adventure to put them on. So they're gonna work together on a sequel and then find find themselves in another fucking crazy ass adventure. Who knows? Maybe it's just them trying to come up with another movie. Okay. You're recasting. You're rebooting the movie. You're casting an action star and kind of like the comedic sidekick. Who you got? For this movie? Same, same exact story. It's being rebooted. I would like to see Jim Carrey and Jeff Daniels do it. Who's playing the Nicolas Cage character? Jeff Jim Daniels? Carrey. Jim Carrey, really? I want him to play the Nick Cage part. And I want Jeff Daniels to be the dumb, you know. Have you seen Dumb, dumb and Dumber? No. No. Kind of, sort of, but, you know, have okay. their flair. Because we know Jim Carrey can play an exaggerated version of himself. If you oh, yeah. Um, Just look at he could, do it in, he could do it in multiple ways, too. You know? Yeah. Um, so. Okay, yeah. I like that. Yeah, I like that. See, I, I, I would go with, like, a John Travolta playing the Nicolas Cage character. <laughs> the fuck is this, face-off? Yeah. <laughs> and for the comedic sidekick. <laughs> Nick Cage. <laughs> oh, no. well, yeah. Where I was gonna go until you said that would be but, awesome. <laughs> but like, um, let's see for the comedic side, somebody along the lines of a Jim Carrey, because you 
you could, he could do that crazy like obsessed fan. I like like cable guy. Yeah. And then you got Travolta as like the the action star that's like. Oh. But I mean, I I I think the reason I wouldn't use Jim Carrey on that side is just because I don't know that he lends himself to being able to quite have that same air of is he an arms dealer? You know, I just don't know that he can pull off that part of it while still being the normal friendly guy. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, I'm thinking he's number 23, Jim Carrey. He's you ever seen that? No, I know it's a serious thing and all that, but I don't know. Or even like a uh, like an ice cube. We know he can be serious but funny at the same time. Yeah, but I think for him you'd have to change Travolta. To who though? I don't know. I don't see Ice Cube and Travolta having the same kind of chemistry. Call me crazy. <laughs> well we got Nicholas Cage and Pablo Pascal, whatever the hell his name was. Hey man, that guy, that guy, he's hot right now. He's in everything. Yeah. There we go. Batista and John Travolta. I don't like Batista's acting at all. I don't think he's good at it. He was good in Stuber in my spy, but. I've seen Stuber. He's okay in it. It's still hard to swallow him. Yeah. All right. Birthday boy, what are we covering next week? Well, I don't know about next week. Are we going to do... You want to do that movie that's coming to Hulu? Well, that's got to be the week after, doesn't it? No, that comes up 20th. this Friday. Uh, no, 22nd, 22nd. I thought that was the 28th. No, 22nd sure about that I don't remember um well it's your birthday week so oh oh I guess it is September 22nd yeah oh, that's fine okay so that's next weird. week it'll be what what's it called again <laughs> No one will save you. No one will save you next week. Uh, fresh from the stream. It's on Hulu. It's just, get your odds and reels out. Shut it down. Hold on a second. Get back into it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you normally do this first part. Yeah, but you got to say the bar is now closed. Come on. All right. The bar is now closed. Thank you so much for listening. You can follow us and stay up to date with the podcast at the Movie Bar Pod on Twitter or X at the Movie Bar Podcast on Instagram. Stop that stupid X crap. It's Twitter. I can't help. That's what they changed the freaking name to. And at the Movie Bar Pod on YouTube and TikTok and at the Movie Bar Podcast on Facebook. Be a leader, not a follower. 
We are on iTunes, Spotify, Amazon Podcast, Anchor, Google Podcasts, most places you listen to your podcast. Be sure to check out our website, www.moviebarpod.com. Thank you for listening. Please let us know what you want to hear by contacting us on social media or by email at themoviebar at outlook.com. Please be sure to like, review, and subscribe. Thank you for listening. Bye. Bye.